0: we're too hungry to be rich we're too hungry to have the money we're so hungry to be at the end to forget about the building or the relationship piece so if i build a relationship then maybe i could see that this is going to be a dead end before i invest too much into it
1: what's going on guys welcome to another edition of dads on purpose the podcast i'm your host josh asford as always got the big homie kev how you doing man
0: Man, I'm doing so wonderful and so glad to be here with you, my brother.
1: Man, I love it. I love the energy. I love the energy today. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like be like- here. <laughs> 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 and we got the Oliver Perry. The Oliver, the- or as I call him, Ollie. How you doing, man?
2: Good family. Good, good, good. It is the Oliver Perry. We'll let Ollie ride. I'm cool with okay, it. Okay, just cool. for today, man. And I, man, look, <laughs> I wore my military green
1: for you. I'm sorry, olive Drive. Uh, my man. You know what I love so, it. It looks good. I got to get me one of those. I don't know why hey, I messing around. I ordered one a while ago. I'm in trouble. Hey, yo, hit the website. First things first. So um, this podcast is brought to you guys by the fatherhood brand, Teach, Love, Connect, TLC brand. Yo, man, forefathers, by fathers. Uh, man, challenging the stereotype that fathers are impatient. Unapproachable and emotionally distant. Yo, we've been here, y'all. So uh, go to TLCbrand.com. That's TLCbrand.com. Get your swag. You see me and Kev every week with the swag on. Go ahead and get you one. And Ollie, I might give you a discount. I don't know. We,
0: we'll hey,
1: let's go.
2: I, I like discounts. Discounts are
1: good. Yo, we got we got we got a veteran discount. We do have a veteran discount. I ain't really pushed it yet, but you know what I'm saying? We're going to, I think, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start pushing it. I'm, I'm going to let y'all know that y'all can get I'm going to let y'all know that y'all can get it for the low. Anyways. <laughs> we got a podcast to do, man. Um, Let's do it. it. Yeah, and it almost didn't happen, thanks to the Ollie Perry, who uh, <laughs> doesn't know his time zones. Uh Mel, I love, I love you to life, man. I just got to tell the people. You know, Ollie lives in Baltimore. He's down in Alabama, but all his clocks was giving him Eastern time, and we were in a Central, and I was like, Ollie, we meeting at this time, and he was just like. So then we got on Instagram video chat, and it was two old dudes on the video chat, and we looking at half the screen. But anyway, so we here, we
2: here. That's a fact. That's a fact. Two Yo, old dudes on IG. Uh, What'd you say? I said two old dudes on IG, man. It was it was uh, it was rough. That was
1: rough. Was rough. <laughs> but, but listen, so we had we had the homie Tyler Campbell on last week, right, talking about creating generational wealth. Um, Man, and that's just such a big topic. Like that's a big, that's big to hit. You know what I mean? Like that's just a big topic. And so I kind of want to break that down because I think so many times these generational businesses start off as side hustles, and they they might be side hustles with the intent of eventually becoming an actual like generational business. Um, but I, I know you got the real estate going. You got two doors. Um, you know you you're hoping to what's your goal?
2: Six hundred and thirty-five. 625 doors at an average of $200 a piece per door. Where you get that number from? So 625 doors. Um, it was just the original number that I came up with, but I did it based on me wanting to have $1.5 million. So okay. if I do 625
0: that's doors. A, that's net, 200. right? Say again now? That's net?
2: Yeah, that'll be, technically it'll be net. I'm going to shoot for it not being net and just, you know, just getting what I get. But the idea is to have that average. If I can get that $200 average, that means, okay, cool. Because even if I don't hit that 1.5 because of taxes or whatever else, mm-hmm. I still got a good chunk of money to do some more building with and then continue to add onto those doors. Uh, the good thing is moving into the multifamily space as I am now, mm-hmm. in multifamily, th- ten, things tend to roll. So after you knock down a 25 unit, the next thing you know, your broker is going to send you a hundred unit. Then after that, you knock that down. He sends you 120 and, and so on and so on and so forth because your name just Let's builds. Let's back this world. up, man,
1: because you talking real good. And we, we, <laughs> we, just, we just got started because, okay. man, look, look K, KB, what, was, what were you saying before as far as like what you're seeing a lot on social media? Like everybody talking about like, you, you know what I mean? Like the new year, new me trying yeah. to get this, this going. What were you saying you saw?
0: Yeah, I was just saying like, man, like. What I'm seeing a lot on social media is just like everybody's like the new year, the new me. How can I get my side hustled on? Like, what can I start do to start my business? How can I, I get, can I get- of stimulus? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, but really, just seeing that man, I think this is perfect for us to get into discussion because we're all fathers and we all are running our own businesses, whether we're running them from home, whether we're out in the um. You know, out in the world doing what we're doing, hired by other people. But even learning, um, and I think uh, talking to uh, Oliver um, Oliver earlier was go. <laughs> I just you lost my thought. But anyway, <laughs> you it was Oliver. No, that's not, Yeah, I off. know. That's what threw me off. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know what to but talking to Oliver earlier about what he does for the military and taking those skills and being able to build upon those skills and to start their business and start their uh, side hustle and really, really build something for their family and their generation. And that's one of the things, actually, as an entrepreneur that I'm learning about myself, it's like, OK, how do I take everything that I've done up until this point and build on top of it yeah. instead of. Trying to spread myself thin and do so many different other things. So yeah, man, I think this is perfect time for this type of discussion.
1: Yo, so here, here's kind of where I want to go. Ali, give a quick backstory um, about yourself, what you're doing, not as a side hustle or, or creating wealth and things like that. But then I kind of want to dive into that because we are fathers, and and my thing is having being fathers and being active fathers. I mean, there's a difference between just being a dad and being active, but. Yeah. the whole of the podcast, but <laughs> being, being an active father and still creating a side hustle while you're still working your main job. So that's that's mm-hmm. kind of where I want to go. Um, and if we don't go there, then we don't go there. And we'll we'll just go that way.
2: Yeah, We can definitely go there. So. All right. So I'm <laughs> I'm Oliver Perry, uh, also known as the Oliver Perry on IG. I'm a U.S. Army officer, a major in the U.S. Army. Um, God willing, I'll be promoted sometime next year to Lieutenant Colonel, which will be nice. Um, nice. I'm currently in Alabama. I live in Maryland, uh, specifically Baltimore, Maryland, working for my unit out there. I work in the contracting space and on the side, as we said, the side hustle, I work in real estate. I also do, uh, media stuff. So podcasts and things of that nature. I'm, I'm developing my podcast, whereas YouTube and I'm building my brand through that real estate, uh, that real estate track and that entrepreneurship. So yeah. What's that podcast going to be called? What's it going to be about? The Oliver Perry Show. So be the Oliver Perry Show. The podcast is going to be specifically aimed and targeted at military personnel, veterans uh, or those who have experienced or been affected by military at all. And just showing them, hey, entrepreneurship is possible. It's happening every day with regular people. So what we're doing was bringing on um, a couple millionaires I got on coming on uh, here this week, but it won't launch until February 17th. I'm stacking everything first. Make sure it's clean, okay. nice, pretty, as uh, great as I can get it, and bro. Side it note,
1: yeah. you should talk to my homie Richie Thomas. Uh, he's the soldiers' coach, um, and so what he does is he helps soldiers give their final marching orders for business for life outside of the military. Because okay. a lot of time, what you see in the military is that that they're great in the military, but they don't they don't typically these are his words, not mine. I'm not in the military. They don't typically develop those transferable skills, or they don't know how to market those transferable skills so his whole job is literally helping soldiers uh get ready for life outside of the military um and Please, man, he, yeah connect me with him connect yeah yeah, yeah. With no, no we'll connect after know. this yeah that's absolutely. Here, man. but yeah. anyway yeah. so <laughs> so it. look um cool so we got the backstory so how did you get into the real estate space and how did you decide on that because i think that's the first thing is so many people like man, i don't know where to start i don't know what to do i don't know you know what i mean like i started a clothing brand um kev Kev does um speaking with a lot of teen fathers and things like that and so how did you get into real estate as your how did you decide that's going to be your vehicle
2: okay so i've always been interested in real estate when i was um in college i was interested in real estate i actually told my my grandmother before she passed away that i wanted to own a lot of real estate basically be a real estate mogul of some sort so it took a little while to come to fruition. Um, around this time, I want to say two years ago, three years ago. Now I was in station in Nashville, not sorry, stationed in Kentucky at Fort Knox specifically. Uh, and I learned about wholesaling. So I, you know, I watched, um, I watched Max Maxwell and I was introduced by a guy by the name of Tommy Holt. Yeah. Max is a beast, but I was introduced through him through one of his podcasts to Tommy Holt. I joined Mm -hmm. Tommy Holt's class. Tommy Holt and I kicked it off, uh, hit it off. And I just kind of kept talking and learning and learning and learning from him through his program. And then I started wholesaling. I got uh, one wholesaler. Did you, do, wholesaling, did you comments, uh, his course,
1: his wholesaling course?
2: Yes, I did take oh, his okay. wholesaling course. As a matter of fact, that was part of how I ended up getting my very first wholesaling deal. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly enough, I worked for free to get to it. I worked for free for somebody who was in Louisville who was a mentor of mine. Um, and he and I worked together and I got that deal since then. Now I've got my own wholesaling company. I'm working with now with a couple of partners and we've knocked down, I want to say four deals so far, we got two nice. more in pocket, look like that are coming. So we're, we're continuously rolling, rolling, rolling. And now, um, I'm looking at, like I said, the multifamily space. So really the idea of real estate has always been in my head for about since I was 1918. Um, okay. and I learned that from my father who was doing, uh, landscaping. And then ended up owning his own Chick Fil A and doing all this great stuff that he's doing now. But it started quite a while. Hold oh, don't don't blow past. Yeah. He owned his own Chick Fil A. We could talk the fillet. We could talk the fillet. Fillet.
0: <laughs> fillet a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like like, he, like he, right. he, drove, he drove straight past that. He was just like listen. Right. So
1: yeah. 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 Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, listen
0: real quick, man. This podcast my is about does, me to It's about
1: love <laughs> chicken Nuggets, right? And <laughs> Ketchup, but yeah. my wife decided mm-hmm. she was gonna buy the little uh Chick fil A sauce in the bottle that we can bring home. Yes, and now when my daughter gets chick chicken nuggets, even at the house, even when we just put the little joints in the microwave, she's just yeah. like, I'm like, you want ketchup? She's like, no, I want sauce. Yeah, so
0: yeah. she already booed
1: she too. It's, it's yes. a big, anyways. So let's back up wholesale. Yeah, let's um, on. all right, because this, oh, this, we'll is, this is this is this is a quite I, this is a big part of it because you started in. Um, wholesaling, you did Tommy's course. I don't know if it was $40 because I bought, I took his course and it was only $40 at the time. He should have raised the price, but that's another topic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but so you got started in wholesaling. What exactly is wholesaling for those people that don't know? Because this is a way for people to get into the game without having really a lot of money. Cause you can, you can wholesale a house with no money. I mean, you probably need like at least a hundred dollars,
2: you know, $200 or something. No, you can do it for free. For nothing? Yeah, for nothing. So You don't don't need money to skip trace to nothing? No, you can actually skip trace for free. It's a little bit more, of course, when you're not spending money, it becomes a little more tedious, but it can be done. Um, As a matter of fact, that first deal that I did, I literally went through records. I was online searching through records, and I did it all for free. Nice. And I got it. Somebody else ended up doing, you know, he did the mailer. That was his thing. But the information to get the person, that was all free. To get there yeah. so all, all all wholesaling is is basically you as a person are calling other people to find out if they're in a situation where they need to get rid of their property so mm-hmm. let's say god forbid somebody down the street from you has a tax lien on their property they're struggling they're having a hard time they want to move out of the state but they're held held back by this tax lien so you get in contact with them you talk to them and they say hey you know i, I, I want to get rid of the property i want to get from under it can you just pay off my taxes you give them what's called a seller's con- a seller's agreement, and what this is a, a contract saying, hey, this person has the ability to sell this property to to either buy this property from me or to sell it to somebody else, and they buy it from me, and they they're getting this stipend. More or less is what what the uh, what is saying. So that's what you do. You get that contract signed by the seller and then you take it as a wholesaler and you can find somebody else who's looking to purchase a property and you bring the price up a little bit. Not being, of course, greedy, there are some deals where you can make 30, $40,000. But let's say, for example- Right, I mean, that's a lot of cash, but let's say, for example, say the average is around 10K. So you are doing the property, you sign the contract with the seller for 40,000, you sell it to the buyer for 50,000. You get yeah. that $10,000 space they get the 40,000 that goes towards their tax lien stuff yeah. or let's say you're able to pull off a little bit more and you give them another 2,000. So that's $52,000. They get 2,000 in their pocket, you get 10 in yours. Everybody goes on their merry way. The buyer actually takes the property and goes and does does whatever they going to do, buy hold, flip whatever it might be.
0: Let's so and, and let's I, I love that. And that's a lot of great information. Like, bro, mm-hmm. you just gave away for anybody really, who's interested, like if you've ever been interested in real estate and you wanted to get into the business, like he just gave you a blueprint on how to do it for free. Like, and that's what I love about dads on purpose is because now we're giving you the purpose and we're giving you tools for dads to uh, uplift yourself. So he didn't so so my boy Oliver didn't just say hey like this is what I'm getting into. He showed you a basic way to get into it with no money down, like with not having to get a loan. But Oliver, what I really want to know is why real estate for you because um yeah. Listen y'all. There are sharks. <laughs> there are, right? <laughs> like I'm just being real because see sometimes I think Um, A lot of times we get excited with new information and we go out there and we try to start stuff and we try to do things. And then you're going to start seeing these people. Hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'll teach you how to do that. And you really don't go anywhere with it. And then even in this climate and environment, real estate has been like, yo, I need to get into this real estate game. I need to get into this real estate game. But as a father, what makes this real estate thing important for you? So
2: the reason it's important to me. so So let me start off with this. I've got two girls. I've got a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. I don't want to pay for a wedding. Now, hear me out. The reason I'm that way is because I want to be able to give my kids a property. I want to give them two, three, four properties in one shot. So that when they get married, they're going to say, Dad, can you pay for $16,000 for this wedding? No, but I'm going to give you seven properties. You do with them what you will. right? And by that time, I would have given them the pieces to be able to do whatever they want. They're gonna understand what a, a, a HELOC is. They're gonna understand how to use business credit for themselves. They're gonna understand what mailbox money is. They're gonna understand how to deal with a bad renter,
0: how to deal with property mm-hmm. management, asset management. Stop, of that stop, nature. stop, stop right there. Stop right there, stop right there, stop right, right. there. This is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is great to me because you know I always hear people, man, real estate generational wealth, real estate generational wealth, but you just gave us a how or a uh, example of what that looks like. So it's not just generational wealth in the fan, the idea of, man, I just own all these properties and I'm getting the rent money just for myself and for my benefit, but this is how I'm gonna pass this along for my family so that we can enjoy this generational wealth and that she can, see, I think the kids that you said is you do with it as you, I didn't taught you, I didn't save. I didn't gave you your stuff. Now, whatever you decide to do is on you, but this is how you handle it. This is how you manage it. This is how you grow your wealth with it, bro. And I think that's a great nugget out of a lot of that. And can I listen? I love to take notes. Josh, I tell you, that's why my head be like this, because I'm taking notes. But you said a couple of things that got you here, too. Your interest. Yeah. You learned about the real estate game. You invested yourself in the real estate game by going to the classes. Um, You worked for free. I think that we've worked for free for things that we didn't care about so much that when we work for free for the things that we do care about, we don't take pleasure in it because we don't see the end result, which is the more experience, the the exposure, uh, the work that you got out of it, the connections that you got out of it. So work for free. Hey, y'all, fellas. I know you've done it in the past but working for free for something that you're passionate about to get access is all that I'm seeing your your results of you being able to build and start this generational work uh, um, um, the wealth added to you and your family um, and two things aim higher uh, no that was the last one was aim higher so I think for me the last one aim higher is because even if you are an entrepreneur Josh, uh Oliver, some of us have already been in the game. We've already been developing. We got, you know, I had somebody come to me and was like, Kevin, bro, your name is like golden out, out there. Like, what are you doing? And it's because I forgot to aim higher. You know, I have I forgot to aim bigger. And for you, you was like, okay, I learned this real estate game, but what's next? Which is the multifamily uh units and doing the multifamily um building the real estate game with the multi-family. so aim higher bro you just <laughs> dropping nuggets dropping nuggets so but that's Man, that's awesome. did like this I'm sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go now okay, but I mean but, let's let's get a little but, bit more detailed then let's let's talk about uh let's talk about Helox. I'll give you all that. So Helox. all right so first of all anybody who is If you were in a house, if you live in a house, if you have bought a house, you're a real estate investor. Whether you like it or not, you are. The difference is you're on the wrong, not necessarily the wrong side. You're on a different side of it than necessarily I am or anybody else who's actually going out and buying properties. So one thing that you have, if you own a property right now, let's say you own a property for $100,000. Right, you say, okay, I've got $100,000 of property. You own it free and clear. You want to take out what's called a HELOC. That's home equity line of credit. You go to a bank and you talk to them, and they will give you normally give you about 80% of that HELOC, of that equity. So that's $80,000. Now you can take that, and now basically your house becomes a giant credit card with a door. So you can go and buy another property. And do the process all over again. You buy a property for ten forty thousand. You put forty thousand dollars into it. Now you've got another property, but you still got to pay off, of course, that HELOC. But as you're doing it, you're paying your bill anyway, right? You're paying your bill anyway. You're taking money from that property you got, and you're rolling back into your original property. Now you got two giant versions of a credit card. That's mm. what HELOC is. That's how I use it. Mm. At least that's that's mm. how I see you. There's a bunch of different strategies, but that's how I see it in the future for myself. So um, it's like,
1: I, I'm thinking about it because I think about, uh, you know, a lot of wealthy families, they typically take HELOCs and they pay off like college and things like that for their kids. Yeah. What do yeah. the interest rates typically look like on a HELOC? Like, are they better than your typical, you know, FHA, you know, um, loan and things like that? Because I'm like, if you already got equity in your home, that seems like a pretty dope like way to fund the next pro- I don't want to say fund invest because, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could fund a vacation um but you know invest in another property right. if if it makes sense so what what are the 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 interest rates look like on those
2: so i don't know i be honest i don't know um and what i do know is that right now we're in a, in a space where anything you're going for is going to be of low interest rate um okay. because of what's happened with COVID, a lot of the banks have adjusted and the numbers have adjusted. So originally, I I just refied out in effort to go after this HELOC that I'm about to do, and I refied from it was at a 3.5 on one of my properties to a 2.1. Another one was a 3.5. Now it's at a 2.5. So now that I've got that space, we just finished it out. I want to say a couple of weeks ago. So now I can go do that HELOC part of it. And even when I do, even if it's a one percent, ten percent, five whatever the percentage is for that number. I'm still going to be okay because I've got enough space on both the properties to go and do that. Now, again, it's not necessarily for everybody, particularly you have to have the property own the property to have that HELOC. But as far as the interest rate specifically, I don't know. I'm about to experience that firsthand myself as I'm going through the HELOC process. Um, and i am be honest, it's going to be interesting to say the least, but if they're going to give me 80% of what I own on the property already, Mm-hmm. Then I, I should be square one way or the other because I'll just make it rotate fast. Yeah. What do you suggest, man? Go ahead, Kevin. No, no,
1: no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you suggest for someone that is starting now? So, say they don't want to go to the, the wholesale route, but they want to mm-hmm. get into the investing side and they want start, to start it as a side hustle. Um, you know, maybe they're going to be their own um, property manager or something like that. Do you think right. they should just go to single family? Should they go with the duplex? Should they go with the, you know, the, the multifamily and things like that? Um, like what, what, where's the best place to kind of get your feet wet? Cause you want to get your feet wet, but I don't know if you want to get baptized by fire.
0: You don't want to just jump in. Like,
2: oh, we got a hundred dollars. So here's, here's here's how I see it. Here's how I see it. I see it. You go to what you want to do, whatever's going to lead you to your end goal. So, Mm -hmm. right. For example, my end goal is 625 units. Mm -hmm. I, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to partner with somebody who's done it before and still looking to do it now. Because what happens is even if you take that lower number, let's say it's a $100,000 deal, you take 5% of that $100,000. Now, that's not a lot of money, no. But you just got a million dollars worth of game. You played the game with somebody who understands. Not just that, you also now have somebody in your pocket who can say, hey, now that's dumb, you're doing it wrong because you established that relationship. So in, like I did before working for free, I did that because I didn't know what I was doing, but now after doing that, having that relationship with him, now he is a flipper. He does buy and hold, he does Airbnbs. He also is very good when it comes to his numbers. So now anytime I have an issue or a question or I'm lost or confused, shoot, I'm gonna do a podcast. I'm gonna call him and invite him on the podcast because I have that relationship with him. The relationships that you build in taking on partnerships are going to be far and away more valuable than any of the properties you're going to have. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question more directly, when they go and look, if you want to go after a five unit property, go after a five unit property, find somebody who's done it before, work for them, okay. work for them for free or say, Hey, I'm willing to put in $10,000. I'm willing to put in a thousand dollars. But if you got no money, use what you do have, what you have is time and you have the effort. So if you're hungry, they're going to be willing to say, okay, you're going to work for me for free? Okay, cool. Let's go take the tiles out of this room. Now yeah. you just learned how to take tiles out of a room. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Off break. That's that's a thousand some odd dollars of manual labor that you'd have to pay somebody else to come in to do it on your first flip. But now you don't have to because you know how to. Now, if, but if you want to, you can still do it. And now you also know, okay, they're not taking advantage of me because I know this material costs this much. It takes this mm. much time to do it. This is what I need to do. So really, you go after whatever you want to go after. What you need to understand is a risk involved in it and how to handle it. If you don't want to put a lot up, then you have to put in the time and the sweat. You have to give it to somebody else for free for them to give you and allow you to do that. If you are willing to put $10,000, $2,000, $3,000, you also have to understand you very well might lose it. I put $3,000 into my first flip. I got uh, $1,500 back, and I partnered with somebody else, but we took a big L. We lost uh, we budget was for 50k. We spent 45 on top of that budget, so we ended up spending 95k on a property that didn't give us what we thought it would because of we just ha- it's it's one of them things. Like in flipping specifically, you cannot always see it coming; it just happens. But you have Bro, to. Do that, it that's work.
1: a life lesson in any in any endeavor as well, though. So you you said a lot of things. You said, "Yo, either you're gonna put the money in, or you're gonna put some sweat equity into it." And then it's yeah. also like, "Yo, okay, know your numbers." And then it's like. Once you know your numbers, then you also get that knowledge and you get the the, the information from the person you're working with. Um, yeah. And then you talk about how you took an L, man. And I'm just like, yo, if you, you know, they got a, what, what's that movie? Uh, golly, what's that? Biker Boys. <laughs> she was like, uh, if you ain't went down, you're going to go down. Yeah. And so That's my awesome. thing is like, in, in, in uh, entrepreneurship, as dads, as people, man, yo, if you ain't took an L, you going, it, it's going to happen. Um, I remember when I was in college, man, I invested in, a, um, I was bodybuilding. I invested into a a company, a company, quote unquote, yes. that was going to build our, our own apparel line. It was going to be called Silverback Gorilla, <laughs> man. And I was, I was partnering with this dude. He was an ex NFL player. He played in NFL Europe. And uh, I literally wrote him a check, never heard from a man again, wow. For a wow. couple thousand racks. Wow. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and, man, yeah. It's, But that there was just so much that you just gave, and I'm like, yo, that is that's that's what it is. Like whether it's in real estate, whether that's in life, whatever it is, man. Like you got to take, you got to put some equity in the game. Yeah. You're gonna take an L, and, and you got to learn from somebody that's already done it, man. So that's all I yeah. want to say. K you, you had something you want to say, man?
0: I, I heard that build relationships, and I think oftentimes we, when we're getting into uh, side hustles or even just in business and period. What's that? Why are we getting into this relationship with that person? Like, why am I feeling, mm-hmm. like, what am I aiming to get out of this relationship? Um, mm-hmm. and oftentimes, um, we're too hungry to be rich. We're too hungry to have the money. We're so hungry to be at the end to forget about the building of the relationship piece. So if I build a relationship, then maybe I could see that this is going to be a dead end before I invest too much into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's important too, because we're not just talking about like you going to your nine to five every day. We're talking about you being a father, you're being uh, you know, working for somebody else, you're being a husband. So you're already juggling a lot of other things and then going on to your side hustle. Well, don't just jump into that side hustle because you want to make money and you want to get, you know, you, quickly want to generate generational wealth, but also be strategic about the relationships that you're building. Um, because I think that's very important because then you get to see how far that person goes before you invest even more into it. So I think that was bro rock solid because I think sometimes we just forget about that. We just jump straight into, hey bro, we to make 50K, Bet. <laughs> how much you need for me. All right. <laughs> and forget about the ins and out of the business.
2: No, that's a fact, man. I think the old adage that your network is your net worth is one. Like I'm finding out now more than any time other ever, ever, that it's 100% a valid and honest assessment of just you know life. Because you know the people you're around are going to affect your life even more than you think, even when yeah. you're not paying attention. So yeah. So
1: your your homie that you lost 45 racks with, how much was his net worth? Because I don't want to be in.
2: No, so he's, he's, um he's up there. He's around, I want to say five hundred six hundred thousand $600,000 as, as far as his net worth. He's got um, eight properties. He's still building more. He, he is actually a super conservative guy. So mm-hmm. he was only doing one property a year. So he mm-hmm. got it. He's at eight, but he had like three or four before that he let go of. So mm-hmm. now he's actually on the transition out and he's moved to, I think he's in Texas now. Uh, he's moved to Texas and now he's picking up again and he's starting again. But even now, he's starting to realize he's gonna to have to change up how he moves to start increasing that net worth. But even then, at 500 properties, he's got eight eight doors. He's got three kids, so he's got enough to give at least each one of his kids two doors as he as he moves along. And he's happy with that. And that that is probably um, that's. I, the do, I don't problem.
1: lose so much then if y'all had so if he had so much experience.
2: So what happened was when we went into the property, we purchased oh, the property. Man. Hold up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we got to start
1: something with,
2: see what happened was. <laughs> we, bought, so we bought the property. The date, we had already gone through it. We looked at it, looked on the floor. Didn't look like there was no any water in it. There was no water running. Um, we didn't have any issues with like the walls. The foundation was good. The bones looked good. There was some wallpaper upstairs. No big deal. Um, a few cracks here and there, but it wasn't anything that blurted out to us. Okay, this is going to kill you. So, all right, cool. Got it. We took the shot. We paid for the property. The next day it rained. When we came into the property the day after that, I think it was, it was a Monday we bought Tuesday. It rained Wednesday. We walked in and there was pools of water in the basement on either side of the basement, but on the walls, there was no water. There was no leakage. You couldn't see anything. So we were like, what the heck just happened? So we literally pans on walls. We're wiping down the walls, trying to figure out where the water's coming. And there was no water anywhere. So we took us about a week to figure out cause we thought it was the, the water line underneath the property in, in the, in the area was too high. Yep. That was the case either. So we turned out that it was the drainage to the property. So what happened was on the, in the basement, they had a window that sat like right here, right? Yep. The water was running down the drain pipe, but would not drain away from the, away from the property. It drained to the property. So there's a little lip on that side and the water would just sit there and slowly drip into the house drip into the house and it would drop down the wall underneath the little tiles, the asbestos tiles, and then pool up into one area. But when the day came, when the day like comes, it would dry up like that and you couldn't see or feel anything on the wall because of that. So that was all off top. That was $5,000. We had to put into the property off the 50 k off the 50 K budget because we had to put in a French drain then. And most of our, most of our issues derived from that basement. But we we had fixed up the bathroom. We had changed the layout. Everything was good. There was a pipe that we could not see that was behind the wall that jacked up all the layout. So now we had to adjust the layout. So that was another twenty five hundred dollars. We had to fix that. So we just blew. Se- uh, what's that? Seven. seven yeah. Seventy five hundred like that. And we, we did that. We went into the um, the kitchen Knocked the kitchen out. The kitchen wasn't too big of a deal. We actually were blessed because our hard money lender had some cabinets he wanted to get rid of. So we took his and put them inside the property. We mm-hmm. still ended up having to replace the countertop with a different granite countertop because the cut that he had for his didn't fit the sink. Mm-hmm. So we had to do that. We had to cut that. Then we got upstairs. Now, this is where things started getting sketchy again. So upstairs, we had a lot of money to, be, um, to do drywall just on one room because it was only one room that needed it. When we got upstairs, all the walls upstairs were plastered. Normally, we would do something called veneering it, or veneering and slash floating it is just putting stuff over top of it and, and letting it be what's going to be. And we realized that would be a shoddy, though a uh, cost-effective, it'd be a shoddy product for the for the yeah. company's name. So we just went ahead and sheetrocked everything, and that was another seventy-five hundred um, to do the upstairs and the downstairs and finish out the basement. So we had already. You know, we, we hadn't even, oh man, it was such a nightmare. Um, <laughs> we, we, had, we hadn't even gotten all, all the way through everything. And we were already like, man, we're, we're going to eat it on this one. And we yeah. did, um, you know, again, lessons learned. Like there was some stuff we just couldn't see. There was a leak that was coming from the roof afterwards. And this is after we had done everything else. The upstairs is done. The, ba- the, the floors are starting to be finished. All that stuff is getting done. And there's a leak in one of the back bedrooms and it turned out there was a nail that sat in top of the roof that was just over the lip of the roof going into the drainage and it would it was wiggling itself loose so every time it would move the water would drip down that would drip down into the window and start dripping onto the lip of the window on the inside of the property yeah how so, much did you end up making what' did you end up selling the house for so we sold it for 140 I want to say yeah, yeah I think it was like 140, 140 we sold it for so we bought it for eighty five. Uh, so no, yeah, it was eighty five total. I'm sorry. We sold it for one ninety nine. That's what it was. One ninety nine because they thought it was going for one forty, but we sold it for one ninety nine. We put eighty five k in, or we put eighty five k to purchase it, Then it was another ninety k <laughs> to fix it, and then you know it is. What so stuff. after after fees and everything, y'all y'all's pretty much a
1: watch, because they because you said you had a hard money lender. So imagine. Yeah. Heck carrying took longer with all these
2: problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you I mean, the good thing was payments. the good thing was back to relationships. Our hard money lender was a very good friend of my mentor. They had been working yeah. together forever. All the doors that he had done before that, he had done with this hard money lender. Yeah. Um, so you know, he was okay with he understood, hey, we need money for this, we need money for that, we had to draw, but you know, we still have to pay that percentages. We still had to pay the carrying fees, um, we had to pay off the agent when the agent came into play we had to pay off our, our teammates and our, our contractors and all that great stuff and you know end of it is we we lost quite a bit of money he lost more than i did i think he lost like 30k <laughs> um, he 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 lost more than i did but the problem the part was we lost the good thing was he got his rust off it is what it is he learned a lesson i learned a lesson and he and i are still pretty tight now so i call him every now and then we just talk um, yeah. talk about deals and how things are going in baltimore stuff like that
0: Man, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of different roles that needs to go into this. And I think this Mm -hmm. is important when we talk about real estate, because I think people don't think about the different roles that you you know, that needs to be played in real estate. So how did you decide what role that you ultimately play as you got into real estate investing? Because I know we can't be, you know, jack of all trades, like you can't really be a jack of all trades and be successful. be ultimately successful you know what i mean so how did you figure out like man i really like real estate but this is my lane in real estate
2: so i uh i stick to my strengths i have a tendency to try and stick to my strengths not even try i stick to my strengths there's no ifs ands or buts about it i'm a u.s army officer i'm not doing a lot of stuff right i got ncos and personnel who work with me that are more educated subject matter experts they call the the uh, enlisted officer, enlisted soldiers, the back force, the backbone of the army. It's the backbone of the army, backbone of the navy, backbone of the marines, coast guard. You name it, they're the backbone. Uh, oh, so air force Two. Sorry guys. So air force too. All of them. That's the backbone. Is their NCO core, the p- group of people who are trained in one specific lane. So I know I'm a terrible handyman. I suck at fixing stuff at home. So there's no way on God's green earth I'm gonna go into a property and try and fix that stuff myself. Yeah. So I knew, you know, I'm not gonna be the electrician. I'm not about to be the plumber. Uh, yeah. I'm not doing no, I'm if unless I want to lose all my fingers, I'm not doing no lumber work. I'm not yeah. doing that. Right. So I don't like cutting my own grass. So I'm not doing any manual labor stuff that I can I can keep away from. So what happens is I said, all right, cool. That's not my lane in real estate. It's not to be, you know, the construction guy. It's not to be the electrician. What else can I do? That's why I came up wholesaling. I can talk. I can talk all day long as we can see i can find properties i'm very good at researching things so i can find things relatively easily when it comes to uh owners and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i said okay where do my skills lie best and that's how i end up finding wholesaling and that's when i end up flipping and discovering okay i prefer to be the investor of the overall property not saying that the other guys can't but i prefer to be an investor and i say hey 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 tim I need you to come over here and fix such and such. Maybe Tim's a bad example because he's terrible. (laughs) You you go, my IG. You'll see Tim. Uh, So I call my contractor say, hey, guys, I need this done, this done, this done. This is a sequence of work. This is how it needs to go. This is what we need to do to get to the end goal. And they say, "Okay, you know, okay, boss, you know what? This is the number. This is yada, yada. And say, what time do you want us to be there, Oliver? And, you know, we go back and forth. But the point is, I know I'm trash when it comes to doing stuff like refinishing a floor. I've tried that before; it it was it didn't go good. We ended up paying somebody else to do it anyway, right? So why not pay that money yeah. off the top? Like I'm just pay somebody else to do it because I know it's going to get done professionally. Hopefully, it's somebody that I find that I can trust and believe in, who's okay. not going to try and take me for all I'm worth. And I'm also paying attention till I make sure he does not, he or she does not take from me for all I'm worth. So yeah. that's how I ended up deciding. Okay, I'm gonna be a real estate investor um, as opposed to being a guy who's a construction working on a construction site. Because I've got a buddy who's who's a roof. He does roofs. That's mm. his thing. He is yeah. a killer when it comes to roofs. So his roofing business is killing. Yeah, I'm yeah. not about to go out there on nobody's roof <laughs> and no <your> knee pads <laughs> and cat and caterpillar boots with steel toes. <laughs> nah, dog. No, nah, I, I much prefer my Nikes, my Pumas. Uh, a hoodie, a Brooklyn hoodie, and you know some and some sweatpants. That's that's what I want to do. Call me on the phone. Call me when the job is done because I don't want to have to do nothing else. Yo, that's me.
1: Ple- I, please, y'all, please go to Oliver's IG page <laughs> and look at him. Like I, <laughs> I be watching. I be watching. I, I watch Ali's <laughs> reels, IG reels. And they are, where do you find those properties at, man? Where did Tim find them properties? Because those are some of the worst properties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's, I, I scour the internet. Again, I'm very good at research. So I find, I find these crazy pictures. And what I decided was, you know, I wanted to do something with them and I couldn't figure out what the angle was. And I thought, you know, what? why not do it as if I'm somebody who's either looking like what I do already. Like, I go and look at properties, and I, in my head, all these things are going all the stuff you see me say on the reels. I'm thinking yeah. it, but I don't say it because I want to feel people feel bad. I don't want to hurt, you know, hurt people's feelings. Of that nature. But in my head, I'm like, man, there's a lot of trash in here. Somebody <laughs> gotta get this stuff up, right? So, like, that kind of thing. And it's human nature, right? No matter where you go you're going to think something about what you see. If it looks crazy you, in your head, you're going to say something about it. You're just not going to say it out loud. So mm-hmm. I took that. And um, Tim, I don't know where Tim came from. Tim, <laughs> was just, Tim just popped up in my head one day. And ever since, all the issues that I have, I just came on Tim. It's all Tim's fault. Tim okay. put it yeah, <laughs> windows on top of windows, doors. He put three doors on one one property one time. Like Tim is a wild boy, man. He's yeah. You know, I, t- I thought
1: the one you, t- the one Tim uh, did today, man. He had with the he had three. Bro. What'd you say? I was like, I, I just wanted one corner window.
2: My man Tim in the corner got three windows touching each other. Just one corner window. Tim put four windows in the corner. <laughs> man, who does this, Tim? Man, yeah. Yeah, Yo, we gotta get out of here soon, man.
0: Uh But, but I, man, I, 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 go. What'd you, what'd you say? say I say I got one more question because I think it's like, it really. Yeah,
1: we, I, we really don't have to rush off. But I know I, I gotta go somewhere. I gotta, I gotta be in like thirty minutes. Well,
0: All right, right. so yeah. three minutes. Uh, but let's <laughs> go. Well, come on, KB. Let's go. <laughs> thirty minutes. <laughs> um, what, well, what was your time commitment, bro? And how mm-hmm. do you? How do you how are you finding time to uh, make moves and, you know, really dig into this entrepreneurial side of you while you be a father and a husband? Like, seriously, like how how are you splitting your time and how are you finding time to get this stuff launched off?
2: Okay, so if we're talking flip, the flip took us six, six months to execute. Um, That's from buy to close. Um, It took me a year and a half to find my first wholesale deal when I started wholesaling. Um, And then after that, it kind of two years and we just kind of been rolling since then. Um, So that's the timeline, at least those particular projects. When it comes to the work-life balance, as we call it, my belief is that work-life balance is ever shifting and it's ever shifting in my mind because I'm constantly growing with my wife, right? Our relationship is constantly growing. She's constantly growing. I'm constantly growing. Our two girls are constantly growing. So the ball to me is, is, ever, is always shifting. It's, I, the best I can akin it to is there's a picture of a ball that's got a seesaw on it. And on top of that, there's another ball and another seesaw. And it just keeps going, right? There's just balls are on different places. So the balls just keep moving left and right. Yeah. And they're just moving constantly, mm-hmm. right? So that's the way I see the work-life balance. So for me, the biggest thing that I can do is where's my book? I've, got a, I've actually got a calendar book. It's somewhere around here. I sat it down. But I've got a calendar book, and it has everything that I have scheduled which keeps me in line, which prompts me to say, okay, I got to call Jay because I don't know what time zone I'm in right now. So i got to figure out what time we doing this. Right. So I know, so I've been talking to Jay for what a day and a half because I knew, all right, my timeline is this, 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 and this. Yeah. I do what day it is or where I'm at or the time zone. I don't even know what country this is. I've got to call Jay and figure out what's going on. So we've been talking about it for two weeks, right? Yeah. we've (laughs) We've been back and forth for two weeks. So, but that's how I do it. So I know, okay, now um, I've actually improved. I joined this group called Emerge, who is a part of um, a group called Bo- Go Abundance. If you've ever read the book Tribe of Millionaires, that's them. So okay. Emerge is one of their plat- the newer platforms that they're using to bring people in. So in that, I've learned about just that time scheduling. So now I literally have two days in a Two days of the month, I go on a date with the wife. Two days of the month is a a daddy-daughter date. So I just hang out with my girls all day and I block everything off. So you'll see me super active Monday to Friday. Saturday, Sunday, I'm gone. And I'm I'm ghost. And this is on IG specifically. So on IG, on internet, I'm gone. And I'm gone because on Saturday, I'm either doing daddy-daughter day or I'm just creating content that whole day so that the next week I can do it all over again. Sunday is just family time. So I shut off certain time frames to make sure I'm spending that quality time. The other catch is you have to be willing to be fluid. You have to be willing to be flexible. If my wife calls me and says, I'm not feeling well, I need help. Everything stops. Hey, everybody, I got something to schedule with. Hey, I'm going to have to contact you guys later. We're going to have to move the time frame because I have to pay attention to the thing that's going to continue to be here even after God forbid, the Oliver Perry as a brand disappears or you know the Perry Holding Company falls apart. I'm still gonna have, God willing, my wife. If my wife had, had left me, that'd be a different story, but my wife is there with me and she has been-
0: That's a nugget, that's a nugget, y'all. Listen, I see too many of y'all doing these side hustles and leaving your family behind. <laughs> Y'all, y'all, you gotta, I'm sorry, but that's, seriously, that's, I think that's really important because what you just said was, if my wife calls and something needs to be put to the side, I have to be fluid and flexible enough to be able to go and address that need, and I think, uh, oftentimes, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I just thought that,
1: like, bro, that's
0: just... You just cut him straight off. He was a (laughs) bitch, did I just couldn't hold it because I was just like, (laughs) bro, To me, I think because oftentimes I think as men we get so amped and pumped about doing the thing and making that thing work, and regardless yeah. of what happens, we gonna make this thing work. We forget we still have partnerships. We forget we still have family. Like, and we gotta be able to cut and make time and space for the family, so we don't get. Man, you know, I'm trying to do everything for the family, but all she keep doing is complaining. She's complaining because she ain't got no time with you. She complaining, you know, your kids are missing you because you're not spending time with them. So, that's
2: it. yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, yes. that's, <laughs> that's it, KB. I mean, it's it's it's
2: wild. The bad part is some of us have to learn that. Like I had to learn that the hard way. My yeah. wife had to get mad a couple times, and my girls come downstairs into my little uh, my little office space, and they're like, "Daddy, can you play?" If I can't play right now because I'm doing such and such, but I never had a time a lot of just for them. Yeah. So now my girls have a lot of time. They got soccer practice on Saturday. They've got uh, daddy daughter days on every other on every other daddy, Saturday. I still get to find out do some content. I just got to get up at four o'clock in the morning, four to seven before they wake up. I've got it gives me three hours to kill as much content as possible, so I can stack things or look at as many properties as possible, and then that's that. You know, so. Um, oh, you,
1: you it's just bounds, you bro. just fixed, you just set me straight because I've been wondering about this whole thing. Like, how how do you? Because people say all the time, "Oh, just get up earlier, just get up earlier," and I'm like, bro, that don't that don't always work. But you got to make it figure it out because my thing is like, yo, I got two small kids. Like, yeah. I got a six month old and I got a yeah. two year old, and yeah. that that two year old, yo, sometimes she wake up at three, sometimes yeah. she wake up at four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She doesn't always sleep through the night. And then I don't want to just leave my wife, you know, our six month old, she's not always sleeping through the night. And so I'm not about to leave her with both right. of them. And so, um, you, you, just gotta make, you gotta figure it out. Um, and, and just stick with it at least have a schedule yeah. and have a set time so that she knows, um, not she, my wife, she, my daughter knows that, yo, daddy's going to play with you at least right here. But, uh, man, that's, yeah, that's perfect. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Ali, we're about to get out of here, man. What? All right, all right. Find what. up. All right, what, shut up.
2: <laughs> all right I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. I'm gonna go. Y'all Sorry. take it easy. Ali, <laughs> hey, <laughs> <Ollie.
1: Hey. laughs> we need some parting words, man. We need some final words for the people. Okay. I mean, they don't even have to be profound. They could just be final words. Do you want Kevin to go first?
2: No, what? No. Uh, I got this. I got this. I got this. All right. So whatever you're doing this year, whatever goal you have, whatever thing you see yourself doing in the future, I want you to create a theme for yourself. Make that theme the thing that you follow the entire year. For me, it's all goals, sorry, all roads lead to the end goal. What that means is anything I do is going to lead to whatever that end goal. 625 doors is my end goal. I know I need 125 doors for the year. I've got to do everything I can this year to get to that 125. I want Mm -hmm. you to do the exact same thing. Find your 125 doors. Find your Lamborghini. Find your brand new car. Find your brand new skates. That ring for your wife. Whatever it might be, figure out the numbers. Figure out the layout. Set a theme for yourself this year. Go after your goal. Go get it. And let me know when you do. That's it. Was that that
0: your wallet? That was my phone. (laughs) Wow. That was my fault. Listen, just like every end of every episode, listen, I love each and every one of you. If nobody ever told you that, I do. I love you dearly. There's so many gems and nuggets in this piece. Um, and I know we talked a lot about real estate, but beyond real estate, like you could take everything that all of us shared and that we share uh here and apply it to whatever it is that you're doing in life. Um, and really, Also, just the last little nugget is the calendar and schedule is key to your success. If you're not scheduling stuff out, if you're not having a calendar and you're not working that calendar, it's never going to come to fruition. Like smart goals. You got to have a designated time that you want to see things accomplished and done. And it'll bless your house and your family and your life when you add your wife to your calendar. Because if it wasn't on the calendar, I didn't do it. But Mm-hmm. Uh that's just a good nugget. We'll talk about that later. But listen, I love each and every one of you. Uh The Oliver Perry Show. Come man. Thank you so much Uh for coming oh, on and joining those nuggets, man. Oh,
2: uh, I did want to plug. Can I plug real quick? All right. All right. You, my bad. I, first first I of all, I didn't say yes or no. But I go know. ahead. I, I, said, I mean, you, not, you did this, so I thought that was a yes. I didn't know. I just assumed that was a yes. I'm sorry. All right. So yeah, you can. <laughs> you can go. find me on. Huh. Is go. it good? Can I go? Okay. Okay. You can find me at the Oliver Perry on IG. You can follow me there. I'm actually starting a Facebook page as well. That'll be the Oliver Perry show as well. You can find it there right now. Just type in the Oliver Perry. you find me on Facebook. If you're on Clubhouse, look for Tactical Real Estate. That's my club on Clubhouse, all real estate, all the time, as well as quite a few other entrepreneurs in different fields. So you can find whatever you're looking for there and you can join in the room and have a great time. So uh, that's it. <laughs> yo, no, man. yo, I, I was going to plug you anyways. I wasn't going to plug
1: all that, but yo, I'm more than happy to plug all that. Uh, yo, if you guys want to talk to Kev, man, you know where to find him at, at the Mentor Coach um, on Instagram. You know, you can find me, Dad, on purpose. We do this little show every week. It uh, comes out on Fridays. Tell your friends, tell your wife, tell your cousin, tell your brother, tell your kids. Um, we cool. on everything, man. We on YouTube, we on Spotify, we on Apple Podcasts. We global. We global. Give us some likes, man. Give us some uh, reviews. Give us some comments. Had a couple uh, listeners in France last week. So that's, that was, you uh, know we, we international. We a little bougie now. What's up? But um, until then, y'all, we'll uh, take care. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.